0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. One of these days I'm going to be able to do a show where I don't have to talk about the violence. I'm not going to have to discuss what it is we're seeing out there. The condoned violence on the political left. Talking about the entirety of the political left being violent, that'd be a criminally ridiculous thing to say. Are we discussing that leadership on the left has created this environment? Yes, not because we want it to be, but because the facts prove it so. Tony Katz, so great to be with you, Tony Katz, today. 833 833- Got Tony, that's the number, 833-468-8669. Let's walk through it bit by bit, uh, piece by piece. We spoke the other day about Susan Collins, the senator from Maine. We spoke about the fact that her home was sent an envelope, and in the envelope, a letter, in the envelope was ricin, that her husband and her dog were both quarantined for a while. They are safe. But in that letter, or what the letter contained, the letter contained references to the vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Susan Collins, of course, voted to confirm the now justice to the Supreme Court. This cannot be the answer, the response, um, the acceptable. This can't be something that we simply look at it and be like, oh, well, this is wholly obscene. This level of attempted murder, because what else is it? Scare tactic? Maybe. But it's attempted murder. Just like we saw at the baseball field with the Republican softball team. There weren't two cops there. There weren't two Capitol Police officers there. It would be dead Republicans as far as the eye can see. Yeah, I know. Some people are into that kind of stuff. Some people are into snuff films. What do you you want from me? But the violence that is condoned, and how do I know it's condoned? No one has spoken out. No one has said, my goodness gracious, enough of this. This isn't how we deal with people we disagree with politically. We win at the ballot box. No, no, no. There's there's a desire for a war. Now you got to understand. Some people they just want to get up all in your face. Uh, some people they want to get up all in your salad. I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make a euphemism right there. Uh, there's a professor at the University of Mississippi. Who tweeted out, James Thomas is his name, assistant professor of sociology. Don't just interrupt the senator's meal, y'all. He used the y'all there because, you know, he's, he's, he's folksy. He says, put your whole damn fingers in their salads. Take their apps, meaning their appetizers, and distribute them to the other diners. Bring boxes and take their food home with you on the way out. They don't deserve your civility entrusted with teaching the youths put your fingers in their salads which is by the way maybe the most invasive terminology i've heard in a long time i mean i'm pretty sure if i go to urban dictionary i'm gonna find something i don't want to see something i don't want to know you think devil's triangle is bad go 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 uh search finger salad see what happens to you No, I'm not doing it. I've never done it. No, no, no. I'm I'm at a work computer. I'm at a work. Unless I'm on somebody else's computer, I can blame it on them. I'm not doing it. This is, of course, we joke. But it's more of the violence that we've been seeing. And no one says anything. No one says a word. Now, to the credit of University of Mississippi, they have condemned the tweet. They, however, didn't go by name. They said a recent social media post by a UM faculty member. It did not reflect the values articulated by the university, such as respect for the dignity of each individual and civility and fairness. I condemn statements that encourage acts of aggression. Okay. Okay. I think that parents should condemn those acts uh, by not sending their kids to the University of Mississippi. But there's more. There's more. We take it to Minnesota. In Minnesota, candidates were actually assaulted. First, there was the commentary uh, from uh, the communication staffer for the Democratic Farm Labor Party. That's the Democratic Party, Socialist Party kind of hybrid thing they got going on uh, there. It is is the main party. Don't get me wrong in terms of Republicans run against uh, DFL. His name, William Davis... He was suspended for one week without pay for putting on Facebook that after Democrats win the midterms, uh, they should bring Republicans to the guillotine because cutting off someone's head is hilarious. One week without pay. That's all they thought something like this deserved. Then, uh, State Representative Sarah Anderson was punched in the arm, spotting a man destroying Republican yard signs. Charged at her, saying, why don't you go kill yourself? And then, there was Nevada. In Nevada, the campaign manager for the Republican nominee for governor, Adam Laxalt, I think it's pronounced Laxalt. The campaign manager was attacked by a guy named Wilfred Michael Stark III. Wilfred Michael Stark III. Good Lord. He was arrested by Las Vegas City Marshals. He charged into where they were, the room they were in, um, and then they ran to another room. He charged into that room, grabbed her by the arm, was twisting her arm, going after her, attacking her. Re- remember when when uh, when uh, Corey Lewandowski allegedly did this to uh, Michelle Fields? That that was beyond the pale. So just saying, if if you're having a little trouble with your memory or, or your cognitive dissonance, you know, I'm just I just want to help you through. This guy is a tracker. Now I was talking about this this morning. Trackers are creepy. Trackers are dangerous. I do not buy into the concept at all. At all. If at any time I ever said this is an okay idea, allow me to apologize. Trackers are people who take video cameras and follow a candidate and the the staffs every move. And the candidate's family looking for a screw-up, looking for a mess-up, looking for something, and then wanting to be able to use that footage to try and destroy you. It's so gross. It's so ugly. It's so flat-out dangerous. There's no part of me that thinks it's okay. This guy, Wilfred Michael Stark, he was arrested earlier this year for allegedly assaulting the female press secretary for Ryan Zinke, the interior secretary. That's who he is. This guy is a professional attacker, not agitator, attacker. What do you think's got him all whipped up? What level of leadership condoning violence do you think he's relying on? There are times where the President of the United States tweets something absolutely daft. Some people are fine with it. A lot of people speak out about it. Senator Ben Sass, you think he's a rhino? You think he's a squish? That's fine. He speaks out about it. Senator Jeff Flake, he is a rhino in a squish. He speaks out about it. Right? There have been people who have spoken out. And then there's some people who aren't seen as somehow in that never-Trump vein who speak out about it. Who say this isn't who we are and this isn't what we do. I had Ronna McDaniel, the GOP chairwoman on the show, last week. We were discussing anti-Semitism. Flat out saying we repudiate it. The Democratic Party can't figure out whether or not um, uh, Israel should even be in their platform, never mind Jerusalem being the capital of Israel. There are a lot of things that the political left condones while they try to tell you how good and decent they are and how much of a racist bigot you are. Now, does racism exist in the Republican Party, of course? Sexism, homophobia, name a thing. Does it exist in the Democratic Party? Of course it does. These aren't all nice, sweet, kind, uh, altruistic, virtuous people. So on that front, there are sometimes some terrible actors. We can be honest about this and we can say so and we can call them out. But the leadership of the Democratic Party pushes, advocates, supports the violent rhetoric and it's leading to action sexual violence how many more times will we have to report the story and this is why i say and i say it as clear as i can you cannot give them victories in november they have to know that this will not be tolerated by america that what they're doing on the ground here what they did with justice kavanaugh all these things will not be tolerated That if you want to engage a level of leadership in the United States, you have to live up to the thing. And when you don't, we're going to say so. And when you condone it, this levels of violence, we don't let you in. America simply says no. And that's what I believe America has to do. Because you can't deny that the violence is happening. And you can't deny that from the leadership of the left, it's being condoned. Can't deny it. I'm Tony Katz. So Trump appointed a gay judge. Just let that sink in. Well, that's just great. Why? Well, I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, the judge is gay, and and President Trump said, you know, you're 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 going to make a a, a fine uh, uh, judge there on on the federal uh, appeals court. You know, what, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Because Trump is supposed to hate gay people. Right? Trump hates every he hates black people, he hates Jews, he hates gay people. So why in the world is President Trump nominating Patrick Bumate to be a federal judge? I mean, shouldn't this be like like a like a front and center story? Cause cause she's supposed to hate gay people, yet he's nominating a gay judge.
1: Okay, people, move along.
0: There's nothing to see here. What? I'm I'm just saying, like, like, like this is, is a, this is supposed to be impossible. This isn't supposed to happen. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Yet here it is. Yet here it is. Uh, He has been nominated to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit, of course, uh, hears cases in nine states. They have 29 judges, and there are currently uh, six vacancies. He's an assistant U.S. attorney in California. Went to Yale and Harvard Law. Uh, He is a member of the National Filipino American Lawyers Association, National Asian Pacific American Bar Association, and the Thomas Homan LGBT Law Association. I wonder if anybody is going to be opposed to his uh, confirmation. I will be most curious if there will be opposition. Now, if there's an opposition based on, on his rulings, that's fine. But usually I'm told that the identity politics is all that matters. It's th- Nothing else comes close. By the way, I'm Tony Katz. How you doing? 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. I don't know. I was, just, I was just told that you know he was Trump is the worst, or 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 is is this judge just just token gay, you know uh, like 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 uh, Kanye's token Negro? Maybe this guy's just token gay. Then we're gonna find oh, oh Jared and Ivanka are the token Jews. That's already set. That's already done. Right. So we got token Jews. We got token uh, token uh, black man. Oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to I have to do it in the uh, proper CNN vernacular. Token Negro. Uh, and uh, then we've got token gay. What else is left? What what else is is is, is can we do? The token token. Well, maybe Ivanka's are the token woman and the token Jew. Sure, taking two jobs. Psh, like I that, like that's even fair. Can't even spread around the tokenness. My goodness gracious. What a what? How dare she? How dare she? Um, we're gonna be getting into the caravan coming up in just a bit. This caravan of people coming from Honduras and Guatemala, which is now 4,000 people. We're going to get into what this actually is uh, coming up. But very happy to say that a leaker has been caught. Uh, Her name, Natalie Mayflower Sowers Edwards, which, no, 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 pick two. Four names there, pick two. Senior advisor at Treasury. She's in the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN. She was charged with disclosing suspicious activity reports to an unidentified reporter in October 2017, which all focused around all these uh, reports, focused around Paul Manafort and dealings uh, overseas and possibly involving, uh, quote unquote, the Russian embassy. I am so glad that they have made a move here. By the way, we don't know who the reporter is, but 12 articles uh, were written based on uh, this information. Uh, they were all published by Buzzfeed. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and make the crazed claim that uh, that uh, the reporter she leaked to worked for BuzzFeed. I almost went into a full Norm McDonald there. You see the the evidence, the evidence, yeah, uh, there's there's the leak, and then and then BuzzFeed wrote about the leak and, and it happened twelve times. Twelve times. That's 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 like one more than eleven. And so uh, so you got uh, the preponderance of the evidence. It uh, tells you uh, uh, BuzzFeed's guilty. You know who else is guilty? OJ. For those of you who are Norm McDonald's fans, come on, that's pretty good. Oh, the OJ reference? That's gold. What are you talking about right there? Uh, wanted to share this with you. Wanted to share this with you. This is about ESPN. Really interesting story. I wanted to share it with you in full. The, the president of ESPN is Jimmy Pataro. And Jimmy, he is um, doing an, an event. He's speaking publicly, sitting, you know, with, with, a, with a, a person asking questions and, and answering uh, the, the, the questions. I think he's talking to a guy by the name of uh, John Orand, O-U-R-A-N-D, of Sports Business Journal. And they're talking about the politics of ESPN, we all know that ESPN has been engaged in a ridiculous, nonsensical political battle. They have been engaged in politics and being progressive as opposed to doing the job we want them to do. And we know that people who may not fit into those politics have been sidelined and pushed out. And the only reason people like Jamel Hill got pushed out is because they called the president of the United States a white supremacist. And that wasn't even enough to get her suspended. It was going after the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, that got her suspended. And then they realized that it wasn't working out and it was too much hassle. And that was the end of that. So here he
1: is having a conversation about politics and ESPN. should be um, dictated by data. Not, not everything. You know, a lot of it is qualitative and a lot of it is based on talent and insights and gut. But a good chunk of it is based on what our research team is is telling us. And what I've heard consistently from day one of getting this job is the more we lean into politically charged commentary, the more we are alienating not just our core fan, but our casual fan. And as we talk about expanding our audience, that's that's a problem for us. Core and casual fans are tuning in to ESPN. And again, this is backed up by data. They are tuning in to ESPN um, because they love sports, they love ESPN, but also during divisive times like we're living in today, they are tuning in to us for an escape, as an escape. And so every time we, we lean too much into that politically charged commentary, we are alienating our fans. And so that is, that is clear and convincing data that I've seen repeatedly. And, and, and so we've been very vocal that that is not what we do. That is not who we are. I'm talking about pure politics. Now, we've also been very vocal that there are exceptions. There is the intersection between sports and politics. When Tiger is talking about the president, um, when, um, when, it, when um, you know, the, the Anthem um, story. Uh, you know, every time that there is an intersection, we are, ESPN is the place of record. Um, of course, when you tune into ESPN, we should be, we need to be covering those stories if there is a connection to sports. Um, and, and again, our team understand, understands that. You know, the question then is, you know, how balanced we are. You know, and we're looking at that right now in terms of, you know, looking at that data, understanding that there is some fatigue, um, you know, making sure that we are striking a balance here and not going too far in terms of how often we are covering it during a specific day.
0: Wow. That is a very refreshing point to make. Now, it may come too late for what ESPN has done to themselves. It may come too late uh, for, for a lot of people, but that is very, very worthwhile. That is at least a recognition that when they move down a certain road, it backfires on them. It hurts them. There is, you know, I do this for a living, right? My job is to have commentary and to that, that's what I do. So sometimes I forget how uh, bothersome it might be for somebody else to not be able to give their full opinion on all the things because their job does not allow for it. But you took the job at ESPN. And sometimes the job is about the event. Sometimes politics does mix into sports. And I'm not a believer in shut up and dribble. I'm a believer in say what you want to say when you're an athlete and deal with the consequences just like the rest of us. But having a good three-point shot or being able to throw touchdown passes does not make you an expert. Expertise does. Don't be surprised when someone disagrees. This is a plus for ESPN, though. I hope it works for them. I really do hope it's not too late. I'm Tony Katz. cats 833 got tony that's the number 833-468-8669 so there's a caravan coming 4,000 people now is, is that is that the number uh that we're at 4,000 people in this in this caravan they're uh making their way from honduras they're they're making their way from guatemala Now, I have a very, I think, unique take on the subject. But first, I want to understand what it is that we're actually dealing with here. What it is that we're actually seeing. The Reuters, uh, on the latest report, more Honduran migrants trying to join a convoy of several thousand. a Caravan, I should say, but, you know, convoy is good enough. Of several thousand trekking through Guatemala on Wednesday. Now you have people like President Trump saying, Hey, uh, don't do this.
1: Hello. Hey,
0: sir, how are you? I'll get to you in a second. Is that all right, Mr. President? You 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 okay with that, sir? Is that is that gonna work? I tell me. Hey sir, hold on. So um they're um trucks, they're they're walking. And they're heading north. They're going to get to the United States. That's the plan. They hope to reach Mexico, cross uh, into the United States, and seek refuge from the poverty in Central America. It it is awful, don't get me wrong. There are serious, serious problems all across Central America and have been for a great number of years. But this is something different. First, this is highly organized. I would like to know who's doing the organizing. I would like to know who's doing the funding. If you think that that's wrong to ask that question, because any question you ask, oh, no, no, it's just you hate brown people and you don't want them in your country because they're brown people. Uh, Gary Aminoff, Los Angeles um, commentator and, and host, once made the uh, statement, and rightfully so, if 10,000 Swedes amassed on the southern border, I would want to know about it, and I would want to keep them out. The people who immediately go to, oh, this is about because they're, they're brown people. These are pathetic people. These are people who don't believe in borders whatsoever and want to somehow shame you because you have a mind and you're rational. That's what they want to do. You should somehow be ashamed of yourself for actually believing in a border. Hello. Oh, that's right, sir. I, I didn't mean to, to keep you on hold there. The president tweeted about this this uh, convoy. He said, I am watching the Democrat Party. Arizona, noon on the 7th of June. When they yes, that's, that's convoy right bands. there. I love it. I am watching the Democrat Party-led assault on our all country bands. by Guatemala, it's Honduras, and El Salvador whose leaders are doing little to stop this large flow of people, including many criminals, from entering Mexico to the United States. He continues, in addition to stopping all payments to these countries, which seem to have almost no control over their population, I must, in the strongest of terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught, and if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close our southern border. Exclamation point. Now, a lot of people think that this is beyond the pale. As a matter of fact, this is not only not beyond the pale, this is absolutely the correct response. May I take you to Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution? It's an easy read, people. It's an easy read. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. It is the responsibility of the federal government, even Maisie Hirono, even Richard Blumenthal, who lied about his Vietnam service, even Dick Durbin, even Chuck Schumer, even Joe Donnelly, to protect the nation against invasion. It certainly is the job of the executive branch. 4,000 people, who knows how many when they finally get to the border, heading north, it's not an invasion, what is it? Now, the people who are predictable will tell you first you hate brown people, right? So 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 that's that's perfectly clear. They will tell you that you're a racist and you're a bigot. What I argue always to which they have never provided an answer for is why can't we protect the children of the United States first? If you tell me I can't talk about the children, we're done here. You don't get to decide what I talk about. Let us worry about the children of the United States first. Why would you think of allowing people in to the country when we have children here who so desperately need our help? If you, claiming to be loving and kind and caring and all those other things, don't give a good holy damn about the children of the United States, well, okay, that's on you. Me, I, I, I care. I'm going to take care of them first. Now, as for the people who want to come, as for the people who always want to come to the United States, because it's better, can we at least admit that? There aren't 4,000 people trying to get into Mexico. They only want to cross Mexico to get here. Why? It's better. Or it could be because this is a country daft enough to just pay for everything. Because we've been told if we don't that we're bigoted and we're afraid of being called bigoted. Don't be so afraid. It's it's only nonsense. It will it will brush over you. It will absolutely brush over you. Just just move, it, you'll, you'll, you'll brush it off. Like, huh, what, what is that? We'll go full Taylor Swift. There'll be a shake it off moment. Everyone will feel better. If it's not an invasion, what is it? Describe to me what it is and how it is that the nation should, uh, should, should work. Describe to me how it is that the United States should respond. When people made the argument that President Trump was, was uh, ripping children from the arms of their mothers, we can change the policy. Why didn't we just do that? Why didn't we just change the policy about how families are, are kept? Why didn't we change the law? It could be because Chuck Schumer refused to change the law because caring about these children is an insignificant blip to Chuck Schumer. What he wanted was the politics. It was more important, the destruction of the political enemy. It was more important. It shouldn't be more important, but it was. It still is. These were the policies under Barack Obama. It happened under Barack Obama. The press wasn't interested, but they hate Trump with such vicious passion that when he goes to a zero tolerance policy, which should still remain, everyone loses their minds. Can we at least admit that if you have to go to a zero tolerance policy, that means there was already a policy and now you're just enforcing it? There weren't, it's not children ripped from their parents, although there are some things that are totally messed up. Like for example, that some people, some families absolutely got separated. Please don't think that I'm not saying that. Of course they did. And then some kids were placed in families and then adopted by those families. The parent, the actual parents, didn't know it. I'm sorry. That's messed up. In some cases, there's the claim that the parent is actually not the parent. In some cases, it could be the claim is the parent is a is 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 a criminal. Is is a whole series of things. It is a, an intolerable situation. If someone came from another country got uh, separated from their kid, and the kid got adopted by another family because sometimes they don't even know the whole story. They only know they want to do good and they want to help this child. That's that's, That's a problem. That's a fixable one too. But the policies of the United States about immigration matter. Should we have legal immigration? Absolutely we should. Am I a beneficiary of legal immigration? Absolutely, I am. I favor it in every way. But when 4,000 people say, we're coming up, can't stop us, we dare you to stop us because we're going to make, on the optics, we're going to make it look bad for you. What the the hell blackmail nonsense is this? And if it's not an invasion, I'm only asking, what is it? 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. What we're seeing in this caravan is wholly political. First, the timing of it. Right before the midterms, this, this was only the good time when everyone they could get everybody together? No. This was the time that they thought it could have most impact because they don't care about the people. They don't. And if four thousand people can get together for a caravan, then four thousand people can get together, storm the presidential palace or whatever may be the leadership function or or area of Honduras or Guatemala, take control of the country and try and build something right. They clearly can organize. Now go fight. you know what we'll do? We'll be there. When you take over, we'll be there. I mean, uh, you know in, in in if if you're communist well I'm sorry, you're you're, you're crap out of luck. We don't we don't engage with those people. Uh, but if you actually want to have some kind of of, of republic or, or or democracy, holy hell, let's go be a friend. Four thousand people could get together. Why can't they get together and take over? Maybe it's just easier to invade. But if it's not invasion, what is it? I'm I am I am all ears. I am nothing but listening. I argue it's an invasion, and the President of the United States has a function, according to the U.S. Constitution, no matter how much some people wish it didn't exist, you protect the country from invasion, and the President should do exactly that. I'm Tony Katz.
1: We've come a long way from where we
0: began. Oh, I'll tell you. when i see you again tony cats so great to be with all of you i say that a lot i gotta find another little catchphrase but it actually is is. it's kind of great 833 got tony is the number 833-468-8669 is, that's that's where you find us on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, can we have a kind of a, of a happier story? We've 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 gotten to some serious heavy today. We need a, a happier story. I need mean, some happy music, a little a little something you know, a little little upbeat, a little a little cha cha. That's the theme to Beretta. All right, that'll do. Anheuser Busch breaking out a new uh, pack of beer. It's the 77 pack of natural light. 77 natty lights. That's in honor of the creation of natural light in 1977. It actually is supposed to look like a keg. That's a It was there at University of Maryland, sold out for homecoming weekend. Of course it did. And now there are people who are saying, "Oh, you're selling a 77 pack. Clearly, you're promoting binge drinking." No, 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 no. You know what's promoting binge drinking? Natty Light. That's what Natty Light. It does. That's the that's the whole reason it exists. Natty Light exists for binge drinking. It's the it's it's what is it? 82 cents a beer or, or whatever it is. You're right, it's it's super. I I think I think a twelve pack is like three dollars and eighty cents, uh, and and uh, it it comes with a cookie, cause you know you're gonna get the munchies. Listen, I it's it's total it's totally ridiculous, but I could see people buying it, uh, like like, it, you would buy it just for the novelty of it, except for me, cause I want beer that's good, and living in Indiana, the beer is so good, and now the the entire world of distilling has just exploded all over Indiana it's amazing absolutely amazing the bourbon that's getting made in Indiana is incredible and that's only like the past two years because when, when I first got here it was like uh have you tried the beer and I'm like I don't know what that means have you tried the beer They're like oh no 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 uh try the try try the beer and the first thing everyone said to me is H- have you have you had the gumball head from three Floyds have you had the, the 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 gumball head and then there was the zombie dust. Yeah, oh, you got to try. Got to try zombie dust. And now it is just everywhere. There is a brewery here called Taxman. And they have a they have uh, Taxman has a a brown ale. I just had it. Um and it, it and I am forgetting the it's called Bean Counter. Thank you. Thank you. Their uh, internet's Bean Counter from Taxman Brewing in Indiana. Is spectacular. Now, understand, I, I have rules about beer. IPA, not beer. IPA, terrible, absolutely terrible. I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. There can be a moment where you're like, oh, that's actually not so bad. Not so bad is not good beer. And please, please send all your hate tweets to Ari Castle. Don't, don't even, don't even, don't even uh, bother me on it. But Bean Counter was a uh, terrific. Um, it's a it's a brown ale, and it features um, uh, 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 basically coffee uh, from from some local roasters. Uh, Sun King is known for that, in something called Java Mac, which is uh, part We Mac is their Scottish ale, uh, and uh, Java Mac is infused with coffee. It's insane. Yeah, that is also very good. But the uh, the Bean Counter is. Brilliant, and everybody now is so into the brewing. Everywhere you go, like Michigan, Michigan's got a ton of breweries. Uh, my my parents live in Georgia. I go down there. There's a there's a brewery opening every seven seconds. It's just what you do. And now the distillery craze, and that's been, that's been so great. Because I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better on scotch and, and on uh and bourbon. I actually went uh, to a Macallan tasting the other day. Well tried uh, was it was to the twelve year and and uh, the rare cask and there were there were a couple others I can't remember right now. very, very interesting. i I think I like bourbon more than I like scotch, but I'm only a fan of the Highland scotch uh, the the Isla the lowlands it's it's too much peat for me it's it just doesn't doesn't work uh, but i'm I'm working on it. I'm trying to to grow out. What I'm not doing is all right, admittedly, I'm not getting the seventy seven pack in natty light. But there's nothing wrong with the 77-pack of Natty Light. Basically, it's just the Costco version of beer. That's all there is to it. If you want to talk about something that's a problem in America, how about buying, being able to buy 64 rolls of toilet paper at one time? I would be much more concerned about that person. Well, so is the 77-pack of beer. But if you're buying 64 rolls of toilet paper at one time, I have to be concerned about your health and, depending on where you live, mine. You're right. If, if you live on the other side of town, okay. If, if, uh, if you're related to me, I, I may have to move or, or get a hotel room for a short period of time or have you hospitalized. I'm just saying. It's possible. Everyone's talking about Jamal Khashoggi. But I question whether or not everybody is discussing the full story of Jamal Khashoggi. I want to make sure that I am as clear as day and is on the record. I am not opposed to the United States engaging in a response or in a in a way that would be negative to Saudi Arabia on the possible murder of Jamal Khashoggi, and I do believe he was murdered. I, I I absolutely. But what that is does depend on a whole series of subjects, and the people yelling and screaming that there should be swift and 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 vicious retribution. Well, can we start with the fact that Jamal Khashoggi was not a U.S. citizen? And was not a reporter for the Washington Post?
1: Let's get into a few other things as well to understand.